Meet Carcass, meet Carcass, meet Carcass. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, <laughs> your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. <laughs> and this is Joshua Monsida, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. <laughs> Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polly. No, wait. It's spooky. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm so scared. Boo. Ah. Uh. Come on, man. Okay, do it again. Uh, boom. Ah! That was so good. Okay. That was really good. <laughs> Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, where we spend our time discussing polyamory and self-improvement and... All relationship stuff. Personal growth with you. Yeah. And we're not doing that today. <laughs> we quit. No more of that. Oh, no, no, no. We can't quit. <laughs> JK. We can't quit you. <laughs> we can't quit you. We are coming up to my favorite holiday, Halloween. Halloween. And one of the joyous parts of Halloween is the idea of trick-or-treating and giving out free candy. <laughs> Or receiving free candy if you're actually out trick-or-treating. Right. And for me, there's something behind that that action, and it's the idea of sharing and, and caring. Um. Right? So we're going to take this podcast to do that for other podcasts. Yeah. We're going to poly-podcast today. <laughs> but... But the rule is, is that we can only share and care with Halloween-themed podcasts. Oh, I don't know if I'll have a lot. Or, you know, dark, scary. Yeah. Oh, and don't mind, if you can hear, I don't know if you'll hear it, but don't mind the dog barking in the background. Neighbor's dog is going nuts today. Not sure if it's because the sun is out. <laughs> He's not used to the sun. <laughs> Or a tree blew? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but he's going a little crazy today. I just visualize a tree blowing another tree. <laughs> well, like a, a low branch sticking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into sharing our podcasts, right. do we want to discuss how our night went last night? Our Halloween party. I was going to make a spooky noise and then I just went bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> I absolutely do want to discuss that because it was phenomenal. And maybe we could just share some Halloween stuff all together. Yeah. So, the funny thing is, Halloween being his favorite holiday ever, he's got a lot of crap. And by crap, I mean he's got good stuff. But there's a fuck ton of Halloween decorations for us to get out every year. And if you've been following along with us, we, in the month of October... Uh, what are we in October 2019? Have been in the middle of a move. Yeah, the year is 2019. Well, I mean, people go back and listen to these. So you, <laughs> oh, okay, you never I get know. You. I get like, where you're going with that one. I thought, like, damn, one of my, one she of my drank episodes. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hungover. Like one of the shows that I'm going to mention later, I went back and listened to their first few episodes, and I've been binging it, mm-hmm. and it's back in 2016. So they're talking about things, and I'm like, I don't even know, like that are in the news, right? And I'm like, where are they right now? What gotcha. point in time? Okay, so for those of you in the future that are listening, <laughs> to us, October of 2019. Yeah. So we've been moving, and so it's kind of crazy, and we knew we had this housewarming slash Halloween party coming up. You know, I gotta say, hmm. I think our podcast is pretty amazing that not only are we podcasting for people in 2019, <laughs> yeah. but we're also broadcasting to the future. To the future. Right. So we're oh. getting we're getting alternate timelines. Oh no. Alternate universes. Alternate universes. I wonder if we podcast in multiple dimensions. Oh, maybe. What are you looking at? People are cleaning up leaves in their yard. Oh, okay. And it's like a family affair. So I was just... 
It looks like there's a child playing in the gutter. <laughs> oh, I see him. <laughs> so wait, let me let me. We all back. float down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So as we sit here on the couches, a little hungover, recuperating from our party last night, I look up and I see Fido. He's my zombie. He's a zombie, and he's a real like six foot tall zombie character. He's actually usually the life of the party because he gets molested more than any of the other ones. <laughs> Fido loves it. He's an attention whore. Yeah. And then I look over and there's Reagan. And Reagan looks like... Well, is she from something, actually? No, she's based loosely off of Reagan from The Exorcist. Oh. But, but she... she's also undead and is eating a brain. Eating a brain. She kind of looks like the girl from The Ring, too, with the dark black hair in her face. On the, and the white dress, yeah. In the white dress, yeah. And she's got brains in her hand, and she's eating it with blood all over her mouth. Right. She's staring at me. And then I turn to look out of our beautiful front window at the family playing in the leaves. And our new character this year yeah. is an undead child sitting in a swing from our tree. In the graveyard. In the graveyard we have set up. And she's got these, like, dead black eyes and her... I wouldn't say they're dead black eyes. Oh, they're totally they're dead. Playful and youthful. No! And then her, like, bright, shiny, silver hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's all just creepy. Oh, um, okay. It's a good time. But as I glanced across the room, I stared at, stared at, and creeped out. It's good. Yeah. I, I, I'm really happy with her. Yeah, she's really good. We spent the first, well, you worked, you worked during yeah, the day yesterday. Yeah, worked full shift yesterday. And then after that, we had to set up the graveyard and the new swing child mm -hmm. and all the backyard stuff and whatnot. So we were kind of last minute finishing up our decorations, but it came together. Yeah, and I didn't even get my carcass in the oven until after the party started. So that was a little rough, because usually... <laughs> you I gotta can... tell them about the meat carcass and the vegan. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so, so some weekends we go get a breakfast burrito from a local place and we stop by uh, Black Rock Coffee and we get these energy drinks. They're not coffee, they're like... They're like slushy energy drinks. Yeah. And the girl at the window was asking us how, how we're doing today and we got any plans today and, and Bella's like, oh no, go? we're recovering from last night. We had a great party. And she says, oh, cool. And then, and then you know, we're, Bella's telling about the costumes and, and talking about just basically how great it was. And she's like, right on. And usually <laughs> Bella brings up the carcass that I make. So one of the highlights didn't. is this meat carcass that he makes. Right. And you didn't bring it up. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we did do this. We got to talk about this. And I'm trying to find a picture and I couldn't find a, I didn't actually take a picture. So I was trying to scroll Facebook really fast. And Bella's like, oh, I got a picture of it. Now tell, tell, I mean, what is your carcass? It's flesh. <laughs> no, it's, it's a human shaped torso <laughs> made entirely of meat and barbecue sauce. Like ribs. But I'm not going to go too much into it because that's mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want you to tell it. But yeah, so we're telling her about this. But yeah, okay. So there's there's ribs and different sausages and and um, I throw in chicken meats and a couple other things. Lace it with bacon so that the bacon becomes the skin of this thing. And then when you cut it open through the sternum <laughs> and you open it up, the cooked ribs will stick out. And then you have... Meat. Intestines and all kinds of things in there. So we're telling her this, and I pull up the pictures. But we didn't tell her what it was. I was like, you got to see this other thing that yeah. I do. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And she's all excited. <laughs> and Bella puts the phone in her face. Not like yeah, in yeah. her face, but... I show her the phone, the picture, and I And say, she's like, oh, you can't show me that. That's meat. I'm a vegan. Oh, God. I was like, oh, no. I'm so sorry. You don't want to know how many animals are in this meat carcass. <laughs> I felt so bad. You know, if I was a little quicker in the brain today, I could have been like, could be made with... It's tofu. Full tofu parts. It's fine. <laughs> I think you could actually technically make this all vegan. 
at any rate. So, obviously, we have great decorations, or at least fun ones. <laughs> and obviously, we have fun making a carcass. But really, the light of the party is the people in our life. We have such good people. And there were so many of them at our new home. Totally didn't care that we weren't completely unpacked. Totally didn't care that we didn't have our shit together. Just wanted to spend time with us and each other and have a good time and get in costume. And it reminded me just how much we have some pretty fucking awesome people in our life. Yeah. Our circle, our community. I mean, we tell people all the time, if you're a part of our family, make yourself at home. Come on in. And everybody does. And they're all such great sports about everything. Yeah. Everybody showed up in costume. And I mean... We do a costume contest, and we usually do some games and stuff, too, and we'll continue that next year when we're not unpacking. Uh, We'll probably expand a little bit more outside for games, like bobbing for apples or something like that. But, yeah, everybody showed up in costume. Everyone brought food to share, and some brought drinks to share, and um, we were short one extension cord. We have projectors yeah. on the outside of the house. and Well, we um, weren't even short the extension cord, but I don't know what well, that's box. What was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We were setting things up, and we have two projectors and a fog machine and a string of lights, yeah. and we couldn't find our final cable that we needed. Just yeah. one more, and we have, like, 50 of them. So, you know, we sent a shout out in our event. Hey, anyone grab a grab a, an extension cord on your way? And, oh, by the way, we need ice. And, oh, by the way, we need firewood. And everyone comes together and brings stuff. And yeah. it was so fantastic. Yeah, and it's, it's just funny because, I mean, saying, oh, we need ice. Someone please don't forget to grab ice because we did. That seems like a common thing. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, yeah, shit, I can do that. Right. But when you're like, oh, hey, we need an extension cord. <laughs> and they're not even like, that's weird. They're just like, yeah, I got, got you. you. <laughs> that's yep. pretty cool. And it's not even like they brought one from home. Like, they stopped and grabbed one yeah. and brought it. You know, yeah. like, and how long do you need? You know, what do you need? We'll get it. Right. I, I like the fact that people have gotten so used to the weird that is <laughs> our life sometimes. That they don't even question anymore. They're just like, well, give me the details so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's cool. But we had we had so many great costumes. I want to send a shout out to our friend who had the Endgame Thor Oh my costume. god, it was so good. That was on point. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I put him down for funniest. So our friend, who I will call Angry Bambi. Oh, Bambi! Angry Bambi. Who lit her butt on fire Lit her butt on fire! Her (laughs) tool skirt, she came as a Pokeball. And then her husband was her trainer Mm -hmm. for Pokemon. (laughs) And she had this puffy white tool skirt. And by the end of the night, she was mixing tequila and vodka. Yeah. Uh, Someone gave her vodka, and that was just a bad idea. Yeah. So she's having a ball. But man... She kept sticking her butt in the fire. Yeah, and it was like, people were like, Bambi, don't do that. And she's like, I know what I'm doing and everything's <laughs> fine. And she keeps like poking her butt at the fire like, see guys, I know See, what I'm doing. Fine. And then this morning she's trying to be like, oh, I just didn't realize I was that close. Yeah, no, no you knew. you were sticking your butt in the fire and you know it. <laughs> you were being a brat on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And so sure well, shit. Well, that's the next thing she said. She's like, well, apparently some people just bring out the brat in me. <laughs> I guess I'm that person that brings out the brat. Yeah, head. that's probably you. Because I was like, show me who it is so I can tell them not to light you on fire anymore. She's like, look in the fucking mirror. <laughs> but yeah, so of course, some of her tool caught fire. And instead of it like just going up in flame, it singed the back of it. <laughs> it was like... Um, like it melted. It just melted. Yeah, yeah. melted the tool skirt. But um, so that was a good time. So anyway, before I talked about her burning her butt yeah what were you gonna say the costume contest the costume contest she she runs them she -hmm. runs our costume angry bambi does the costume contest for us and she loves it and she puts out little ballots for everyone to write down and what did we do funniest couple sexiest best overall and that was it that was it and there wasn't scariest so i boycotted (laughs) so he didn't vote So, yeah. that was a good time. There there were shenanigans in bedrooms. 
Like it was it was a good time. There were there were exciting times for all. <laughs> it was absolutely a very successful party. Oh, and it got cold outside. A little, a little cold. So the house is a little bit smaller than our last house, which is perfect for us. A little bit smaller. It's like half the size. It's like half the size. It's quite a bit smaller. But perfect for us. Uh, it actually is. It's nice. In hosting a party in the fall slash coming up on winter time, the indoor entertaining space is not quite as big. So by next year's party, we hope to have some space in the garage cleared out for some extra people space. Uh, but for now, we were like, okay, cool. The weather says it's going to be dry. I mean, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so we usually expect rain, but we don't have a covered patio space. So the dry weather, I was super excited for it. We set chairs outside and a table, and we've got our fire pit all set to go, and people brought wood, and then it got cold. It, hit, it ended up dropping all the way down to 30 overnight last night. But So everyone was huddled around the fire. <laughs> it was a haunting chill. I mean, I think everyone was gone by like 1 a.m. And we made our way. Yeah, it was kind of an early night. Yeah, we made our way back. You, you emptied your pockets out and you like threw the shit on the table. Like you were like, I'm just done. <laughs> and then I couldn't, my knees and my feet were just in so much pain just from walking around hosting and all the work all week that we've been doing that I was laying in bed and... Again, people might not know, but we have our own bedrooms. Yep. So we'll switch between where we sleep, whether we're together or separate in your room or my room. And it laugh. beats having a tie to hang on the doorknob <laughs> yeah. when you're in there with someone else. Don't come a-knocking. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But I, And I also really sleep hot, so I like to have the window open and I like to have it cold. And he doesn't always like it so cold. He needs extra blankets sometimes when I force that upon him. But last night, laying in bed at like 1.30, I could not get my legs to stop aching. And I just decided to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so I could hear you sleeping in the other room and hoping not to wake you up. I creeped into the bathroom and, yep, had a bath till about 2.30. And then finally got into bed and maybe fell asleep at like 3. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a slow morning for me. Oh, yeah. I woke up with body pains, knowing that I slept in the wrong positions. <laughs> so good. I don't drink enough water as it is. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, I'm just a withered dry husk today. <laughs> and then I tried to give you, you asked, you specifically asked me last night for one of my magnesium and potassium pills for the leg cramps. Mm -hmm. Like you made a, 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 an extra point to ask me for them before bed. Because I could bed. feel it starting. I starting knew there to cramp was up. leg cramps. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, okay, I got you, babe. Don't worry. And I went and I grabbed them and I gave them to you. And I'm like, okay, you're going to sit up and take these now, right? Uh-huh. Okay, you're going to take them, right? Because you don't want the cat to eat the pills. Yep, I got it. Okay, I'm going to bed. And then this morning, you were like, I didn't take them. And I'm like, oh, crap, where did these pills go? And they're just on the floor, like your hand just <laughs> let open, and you fell asleep. <laughs> and there's just drugs everywhere. <laughs> but not even the cool kind. <laughs> no, it's the old people kind. Whoa, 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 whoa. I need my vitamins. It's the dehydrated people kind. So yeah, successful party. Yeah, a, a really good time. I just so I can't I can't say enough how much I enjoy the circle. Yeah. Of people in our life, the the community that we have, and the people that choose to be in our life, and the people who we choose to have with us. It's good. It's so it's good. It's just good. Yeah, and there's always new people every year, too. Yeah, there was a lot this year. Yeah, it's so awesome. And, you know, f friends bring friends. Mm -hmm. And it's so fantastic. And we just add to our um, pretty tight group. I mean, what, we had maybe 40 people here? I think there was actually a monogamous couple here, too. Oh, cool. Last yeah, yeah, night. yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Which is also kind of weird since moving to this part of the state. Everyone I've known and hung out with has been polyamorous or some other form of consensual non-monogamous. Mm -hmm. So now when a monogamous couple comes into the circle, it's kind of weird because it's on the other end of the mirror. <laughs> right? Yeah. I remember back in the day when my wife and I came out as polyamorous, 
And then suddenly it was a big deal all across our friend circle. <laughs> and then suddenly everyone's wanting to try it and marriages are falling apart. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds like fun. Oh, there goes my relationship. Right. And so many people did exactly what you're not supposed to do. They jumped into it without full discussions. Right. And like really exploring things. So... We came out as polyamorous, and our friends accepted us fully, which was awesome. But then a couple of the couples were like, we totally are going to do this too. And they didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> like, it was a bad thing. Oh, no. And they ended up not together. Yeah. Um, because of it. So, so, anyway, turning it around and having a full-on polyamorous community and having a monogamous couple walk in. <laughs> They're the oddball. Was just kind of like this weird Twilight Zone thing <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you're the oddball now all of a sudden. Yeah. How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they're very open and welcoming and they know the situation oh, yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, we've, we've got a great circle. Uh, so I've got some questions for you, though. Okay. Getting off of the party now that we've shared our love for our people. What are some of your favorite memories about Halloween, or do you have... I can tell you one of my first memories. About okay, Halloween. let's hear it. What's your first memory? I lived in Montana. Okay. And now understand, when you live in Montana and it's Halloween, whatever your costume is, you're that character with like five coats on. <laughs> True, I guess, yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't have and even... that's not totally relevant to the story. But, but it's a funny picture in my head because I'm from California, and so right. whatever you dressed up as, you were. Like the slutty bunny costume yeah. that a girl or even a guy or somebody might wear is now just lingerie on uh, a snowsuit. Right. right. I wouldn't have pictured With that. With ears. <laughs> At any rate, so I was five. I think I was about five. And my two brothers and I... We're going door to door trick or treating. Now, this was this was back before internet and stuff, and I'm old, so this is a <laughs> long time ago. Where mom dropped us off at a neighborhood, and was like, "I'll be here in an hour," <laughs> so fine. she could go do whatever it is that moms did mm -hmm. back then. And we did some trick or treating. Did some trick or treating. Didn't eat any of the candy yet. I remember feeling not so well, and we're crossing the street, and I remember projectile vomiting oh, fucking no. everywhere. And that ended Halloween that year. Oh, no. I didn't even eat the candy. Like, it was just... Just sick. That's my first Halloween memory. Holy crap. Yeah. I don't think this is from Halloween, this one memory that I have. But it involves a Halloween costume. <laughs> All right. So I feel like, and I don't know how old I was. Let's see, we were living in that house. So I was under 10, but I don't know how old I was. And I feel like we were having a, a yard sale or garage sale of sorts. Okay. And we needed more people to come because we were in a cul-de-sac in this neighborhood. And of course we put out signs and everything. Yeah. And my parents or my older brother someone was like put bella in the clown costume and stick her on the corner to go wave down traffic because i was a pretty adorable child and a pretty adorable adult <laughs> i love you <laughs> and this was like late 80s early 90s oh god you're old i know right something like that so yep i put on that rainbow colored wig and the nose, and the Halloween um, clown suit, yeah. and the big red shoes, and I went out to the corner with a garage sale sign and pointed down the street, <laughs> <laughs> directed traffic to the garage sale. That's funny. So that was an early memory. I can tell you one of my favorite ones. This okay. is one that sticks out in memory very well, and it was about five years ago, four years ago. Were Jeez. you on this side of the state yet? Nope, nope, I wasn't. As some people may know, I'm 
an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. There were some people in my circle back in the day who wanted to get married on Halloween. They asked me to perform the ritual or the rite of marriage, and I was all about it. Like, I get to perform a marriage on Halloween. Yeah. And they wanted it done at my house because, you know, that's that was our circle. Like, that's what we did. So, and because we decorate the house up for Halloween, it was probably the most decorated place that they knew about. And so I performed a wedding ceremony on my front porch of my haunted house. So cool. For a couple of friends. And not only did I do that, but as we were doing the planning, this couple and I, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure what costumes were okay and what were not. And... They, I told them one of the costumes I was going to do, and I was like, but now that you guys are getting married, I'm going to have to change it, because I don't know if you'd feel that's appropriate. Right. And they're like, what was it? And I told them, and they're like, oh, we would love for you to do that. (laughs) So I officiated a wedding dressed as Satan. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, his best man. Uh Uh-huh. Was dressed as Jesus. Oh, no. Not planned. (laughs) So we hang out, and he was also my best friend at the time. Yeah. Jesus was. (laughs) So Jesus and Satan hung out and drank a lot that night. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's probably one of my favorites. I think one of my favorites, I mean, the last few years have been pretty great with our circle of friends growing. But I think one of my favorites is, again, back in childhood... I think I was in, like, sixth grade, so that's, like, age Mm 11-ish, and I had some friends who, like, lived in a house around the corner in the neighborhood, and we all, so we walked over there, we got in costume, walked over there, and I feel like we were watching The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I don't remember seeing it all, and maybe halfway through, (laughs) these moms, there were, like, two moms of all these kids had a couple minivans or suburban type things piled all of us kids into these two vehicles yeah you know so like my parents got to stay home and hand out their own candy and not have to deal with us plus my parents had four of us kids so everybody going in different directions kind of a thing yeah and these two soccer moms drove all of us girls to the best neighborhood in town to get the big to get the big candy bars and, but I remember it specifically because, like, we were hanging out almost, like, at a sixth grade party kind of a thing. Okay. You know, like, there was candy and food and probably pizza and, you know, watching a movie. And then it was trick-or-treating time. And we piled into these vans and we showed up in this ritzy, fancy neighborhood, like, we're ready to get ours. Like, it was so much fun. And I think everyone had, like, I don't remember my costume that year, but everyone was wearing, like... The -the glow-in-the-dark bracelets and necklaces and stuff so we could find our group as we were walking around the neighborhood. It was a good time. I remember that one. Like, it just sticks out in my head. And it's a close... The only other one after that that I really remember is when my nephew started to become trick-or-treating age. And one year I went down to their place in Salem and walked around with him in his neighborhood. And he was so tiny and he was so excited. Oh. It was the first time he was like walking trick-or-treating, not in a stroller or yeah. something. And then the year after that, he came up to my parents' house and we all walked around with him too. So those first couple years with him were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but the childhood one, that's the last one I really remember. Childhood one I remember. Uh, I actually have two. Jeez, you're bringing up all sorts of Halloween memories for I'm me. reflecting. Okay, so one is I remember this one year fourth grade third no fourth grade I think I your memory was so like innocence of childhood that's kind of how I grew up yeah I'm thinking about mine all of a sudden (laughs) and so this is my innocence of childhood (laughs) Halloween story is I was about fourth grade and my mom spent the money she splurged right we were a poor family Surprise. <laughs> and she got me the craziest costume I had seen at the time. It was a three-headed skeleton costume. Oh, I've seen pictures of this. Yeah. And so you, you paint your face like a skeleton. You put on this cowl so you look like a skeleton. And then you have two inflatable skeleton heads, <laughs> one on each shoulder. And I was super stoked because this was the craziest costume. 
but there was also a school Halloween party going on and I was really trying to get there to go and mom was trying her best she had to work late and all this other stuff she was trying her best to get me there and I'm just freaking out and and um, she's getting all my makeup done and, and everything and she gets me there because I, I thought this would for sure win the best costume <laughs> <clears throat> so we get there and I'm late for the costume Aww. contest and I'm just heartbroken because I came running in and like I saw them all on stage and I thought I could get up on stage in time no they were already going down the line and they'd already given out a prize or two so I I knew for a fact that I just failed and I wasn't going to get to be in the costume contest so I'm just watching the whole thing disheartened you know wishing that I had three nooses (laughs) for my three heads and and the guy announcing one of the faculty members I don't remember who the hell he even was he was announcing, and he's walking by, and he looks at me, and he keeps announcing. And then he comes over and just grabs me. Aww. And he pulls me up, and then, like, I got scariest costume Aww. when I wasn't even able to get in there on time. Yeah. So that was that was one of my childhood innocence ghost stories. That's cute. Haunted stories. Halloween stories. All right, well. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, no. You asked... One of my one of my favorites. I already gave you one, but I'm gonna give you a bonus one because I'm keeping like that. Taking my grandson Jax out for his first Halloween trick yeah. or treating was really exciting. Oh, and he was super stoked, little baby. <laughs> and we got to walk around and do trick or treat stuff, but I got to do it with my grandchild. Yeah, so. I still think about that. I lived up in Battleground when that happened. Yeah, that's cute. So, okay, we talked about, like, the cool childhood, lovey-dovey, cutesy ones. Mm -hmm. Do you remember... Do you have any, like, super scary memories? I could tell you an actual ghost experience. (gasps) Yes! I want to hear it. Do you have any? I Like, scary things or ghost experiences? Sure. No. I mean, really, the scariest thing... So I love scary, but I jump super easy, as you know, but I love it. So I have to have somebody there with me. But my scariest thing was, what, two years ago when we walked through that haunted house? Yeah. And it wasn't even that scary compared to some of the stories you've told me. But I remember screaming, and we were in a single file line with our group that we were with, and closing my eyes, and I couldn't see, and I was just holding on to the person in front of me. Yeah. That's like the scariest thing I've ever done. Oh, jeez. I know. So I have a UFO story, and I have a ghost story. Is this the UFO story I know? Uh, was it in Nevada? No. So it's a different one. Yeah. Okay, UFO and ghost. Let's, so we'll start with the UFO story. Cause I got my drink this ready. This could just have been government experimenting. <laughs> because we Which were is scary down too. in Nevada. <laughs> right. I mean, that's where the Hills Have Eyes events. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, there could have been some real... Anyway, and this one's not too long, and it's not terribly exciting, but I did experience it. Traveling through Nevada, Mm -hmm. going from, like, what is that, Lake Tahoe? Mm Mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe. To, like, Elko, and then up into Utah. Yep. We're traveling through this long stretch, and anyone's been in Nevada, you you know these It's a horrible drive. And... We're just chilling, like, you know, obviously I'm a kid, I'm 12, 11, and out the right side window, suddenly, and this is middle of the daytime, blue skies, no weirdness, it wasn't a dark and stormy night or anything (laughs) cliche like that. It was blue sky, warm day, out the window, up in the sky... There were lights. Hmm. A sequence of, I would say, like if you had a dot on the right, and then two dots on top of each other to the left, and then two more to the left, and then one more dot on the far left. Hmm. Some weird pattern like that. But they were pink. They weren't even, like, airplane color lights. Right. They were just pink. Huh. And... They would blink in and out as they're flying along in the sky. Like, we're driving, and they're flying along beside us, 
and they'd just blink in and out. Like synchronized all together? Yeah. And that lasted 40 miles. Wow. That's creepy. We, we, we sat and watched, well, as we're driving, we sat and watched that. Yeah. And I think that there was, this part I'm not 100% sure if I remember right or not, but I thought another set of them showed up for a little bit and then took off. Huh. But it wasn't like they zoomed in from out of somewhere. They just suddenly were there to blink and <gasps> oh. blink and blink and blink, and eventually they just quit blinking on. Weird. And that was it. Like an invisibility cloak. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that's the closest I've got to a legitimate UFO story. Okay. I my, want to hear the ghost story. My ghost story. Yes, I'm very excited for this. Again, this was in Montana. That is all ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, as many of my ghost stories, many of my stories start, I guess. Spent a lot of time in Montana and Wyoming. So we lived in a small town called Logan, Montana. Their population was like... 50 people, 75 people. Oh, wow. We had a bar and a church <laughs> until the bar burnt down and someone bought the church and turned it into a house. Yeah. Anyway, small town. Mm-hmm. Train tracks divided in half, so we were on the back side of town. And we lived two doors down from this abandoned house. Oh, no. That's just asking for trouble. Well, the weird thing is, is this abandoned house... And the next house over, like, so the third door down from us, the second and third door down, were all in one chain link fence. Hmm. And it was a pretty big property. It was sizable. But the one on the left, the one closest to us, was abandoned. It was never, you would not go in there. Hmm. And there were rumors going around this tiny town that, that it was a haunted house. And as kids, this was in third grade, as kids, me and one or two, three, four neighborhood kids, you know, we're screwing around all over the place. They left their back gate unlocked for the first time we ever saw. And obviously it sounded like a good idea <laughs> to dare each other to go into the haunted house. Oh, no. Oh. So we crossed the backyard and we all gathered at the back door, which was open. The screen was on, but the back door was open. Oh, no, no. And we're, you know, I dare you to go in. No, I dare you to go in. <laughs> so we all decided to go in together. Because if we were all going to die, we are going to do it at the same time. Right. And we go in, and it didn't seem haunted. It didn't seem scary. It seemed like a normal house. Hasn't been touched in years. And... We walk through the back area where their canned foods were into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Just off the kitchen was a small bathroom. Okay. And I remember walking into the kitchen and looking to see what's going on. I mean, your senses are heightened. Right, right. right. Geez, we're in a house we're not supposed to be in. Technically, we're breaking the law. Yeah. If there's an adult here, they are going to whoop us. (laughs) So I'm checking every area. And I look back and see the... The bathroom, no big deal. It's got a toilet. I think it had a tub or whatever. And we kept walking. There's still nothing going on in the house, and a lot of it was super dusty. And we're thinking, this ain't haunted. This isn't even scary. Like, this looks nothing like in the movies. <laughs> it's just a house that no one lives in. Right. And so we get to the front room, and there's some old furniture like it came out of the 60s or 70s there's a rocking chair over here and if you go into the front room and then turn right and turn right again now you're in the bedroom Mm -hmm. and so we start jumping on the bed oh no so there's four of us kids in there five of us kids however many there were and we're sitting there jumping on the bed and laughing and giggling and i saw the rocking chair rocking on its own oh no i was like you guys stop so we all stopped, and everyone sat dead still because I pointed at it. Yeah. And everyone saw the rocking chair rocking on its own. So we all stopped, but the bed didn't stop. <gasps> what? Yeah, like the jumping on the bed, that was still happening, oh, no. and none of us were moving. Oh, no. We lost our shit. Yeah. I mean, third grade, you're going to lose your shit. Oh, no. We all start booking it out of the house, <laughs> and I remember... On my exit, looking back into that bathroom again. Mm-hmm. So when I said what, that I saw it on the way in, it looked normal. Right. This time, there was a mountain of toilet paper on the toilet. 
<gasps> like as it's been unfurled, right. you know, and it's just mountained up on the toilet. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Weird. But we booked it out of there and never went in there. <laughs> oh, it's so creepy. That's my ghost story. Oh, that was a good one. I don't have any ghost stories. I mean, I could tell you that I used to live near um, what is now California State University Channel Islands. But it used to be Hotel California from the Eagles song. So it used to be... Um, a mental institution. Yeah. And I used to hear stories in high school about hauntings down there. And um, there was like a dairy farm or something across the street from it. And everyone used to say that that place was haunted. Something about like one of the workers hung himself or killed himself in there. And then like his girlfriend showed up and killed herself to join him. So I hear stories, but I never actually went. Everyone walks in, it's like, oh, dead body, time to kill myself. Right, right. Next thing you know, there's 38 dead people. Just in piled there. up. <gasps> I hear like howling. Ooh. Oh, so it's funny that you bring up Hotel California. Oh yeah. Because, like at the beginning of the episode, we were talking about how we we're going to share podcasts. Yeah. One of the podcasts that I planned on sharing today talked about mental institutions in general mm-hmm. didn't reference hotel california but you bring it up made me think of the podcast i'm going to offer up my first podcast that i've been listening to for the month of october okay to enjoy some spookiness and that podcast is called lore l-o-r-e well, i think i heard about this one it is hosted by aaron Menke, and in each episode he talks about something different in folklore. Nice. Whether it's vampires or possessed dolls mm-hmm. or mental institutions. Interesting. So is it creepy? Well, so Aaron Mankey is not a creepy sounding person and he doesn't try to sound creepy. He's got a very non threatening voice. Yeah. And at times, I think that he doesn't believe any of it. And then at times, I think he's giving you a warning. And I think that's what he's trying to do with this narrative is say, look, it might exist. It might not. I kind of think it doesn't. But what do you, how do you explain this? Right. So, and he does all the research for his show. And he, he goes through each thing, both from a scientific mind and from like a superstitious mind. So that you can almost feel both sides of the story. At the right. Same time. He actually does a really good job. And he, there's like classical-ish type music playing in the background. So, no, it's not going to put you on the edge of your street <laughs> seat of like terrified. But he does address some really fun subjects. Interesting. So that's the one that I've actually stuck with really hard through the last, this last week, I guess. Nice. For October stuff. Lore. Check it out. I listen to it in Stitcher. You could probably find it in Spotify Everything. or all the other stuff. <laughs> well, I don't really have any creepy ones. Um, there are two that I'll name today. The first one, I, I'm big in true crime, and that freaks me out too sometimes. Yeah. Makes me a bit paranoid, especially in our new place. Well, true crime fits this. Yeah, yeah. But like we're in this new house in a new neighborhood. I don't know the people in the area. And then I was dumb and jumped on those like neighbor apps. <laughs> there's like next door and then there's neighbors. And so people who have their like ring.com doorbell cameras are posting videos nonstop of people trying to break into their cars and break into the house and somebody was creeping around my front yard and all these things make I like me the so... one on the guy on the porch with a Batman mask on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this was in September, I think. Or... Yeah, not even Halloween time yet. <laughs> Just randomly walking around ringing doorbells in a Batman mask. So it's got me a little creeped out, but um, one of them that I absolutely love, and I'm sure if you're a true crime fan, you have heard about. Now, before you get into that, I, I'm mm-hmm. not trying, but it... Here's how much it's got her creeped out. (laughs) Because I think that really needs to be illustrated here. (laughs) Is we will get in the house 
and I will have forgotten something in the car, or I'll need to go to the garage. So I could turn right around and open the door. That we just but I can't through. open the door because she's already locked it. <laughs> in the middle of the day. <laughs> so, I mean, if you listen to any of these podcasts... I could go right now, <laughs> at any point in the day, and unlock a door. And within two minutes, it's going to be locked again. Even if, like, you were in the bath when I did it. <sighs> you will get out, and you it's like you have this radar up. Oh, Go Garage door's not locked. Go run over there and lock that. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's true, though. <laughs> we needed to, like, all the windows have locks on them, but I needed him to cut dowels just to have an extra security in the windows. Um, yeah, you're not breaking into Bella's room. <laughs> I've got booby traps, and she, she needed us to have a laser security system. But, uh, yeah, so, my first favorite true crime podcast is going to be my favorite murder of course and that one's hosted by uh let's see karen kilgareth and georgia hart stark and they're fantastic they've been going on for years now i think since 2016 or 2017 and they go on live tours and they each tell a story of their favorite murder every week. Yeah. And they their episodes run about an hour, an hour and a half, depending on the stories. And then they also put out a mini episode where listeners email in um, murder or true crime stories from, like, their neighborhood or their college or their friend had an experience or something like that. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm super stuck on them. And then another one came along a couple years after they started, or maybe one year after they started. Um, and that one is called And That's Why We Drink. And that one is hosted by Christine Schaefer and M. Schultz. And they are hilarious I as really well. I really like listening to that one. Yeah, I really like them. They've got really good chemistry. And they do... Um, Christine tells her true crime story, and M. tells their... A scary story. Oh, cool. They yeah. don't do two true crime. Right. They do a true crime and like a haunted story or um, something supernatural. A supernatural spooky, spooky yeah. story. So they, they've got a really good mix as well. So those are like my two favorite. Uh, and the, the only thing other than that is I really enjoy anything that the Parcast Network puts out. They do a crap ton. They're really professionally well done. A network of podcasts. A lot of the ones that I listen to, like Unsolved Murders or Natural Disasters, things like that, or Sports Criminals, that's another one that I enjoy. Sports Criminals. They're, that's a whole podcast. <laughs> they are podcasts, and they're all done by the Podcast Network. Okay, so I hear cool. it come up all the time. So I'm going to give a couple others yep. for the spooky season. Okay. We still have a few days that people can enjoy and obviously if you're like me you can enjoy this stuff whether it's <laughs> Halloween season or not <laughs> one of the other ones I've been paying a little bit of attention to is Monstrosity hosted by David Race it's good and he's a funny guy he brings on comedians I, I guess he's a big Bigfoot expert hmm. the idea of Bigfoot fascinates me yeah yeah, I don't know. I want to know if he exists. Something about a man with big feet. Big like, feet. It's such a... And hairy. You want to know if it's true. So hairy. Yeah. Yeah. That the size of the feet. Yeah. The, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> the only downfall I have with this podcast, Monstrosity, is because there is a lot of humor injected in, it doesn't really capture that spooky essence. Mm. But that's also not what he's going for either, I don't think. So... It's more like a conspiracy theorist thing for cryptozoology and oh. that sort of thing. And it's, and it's pretty good. It's nice. pr there are some really fun moments. So I was trying to find some podcasts this month. Some spooky ones. Yeah, because it's Halloween season and I've listened to my Wednesday 13 channel so <laughs> much that I thought maybe some variety is all right. So I spent some time actually looking through. I wanted to give out a quick shout out to... Two Girls, One Ghost. Mm. They were fun. Yeah. And then there was another one, The Creeping Hour. Oh, it sounds scary. I think I told you a little bit about it. It seems like a Goosebumps kind of feel. Oh. 
It's a trio of people. Anyway, they tell stories. Yeah. And each of them has their own little persona. They're they're each individual creeps, which is basically like a monster. <laughs> they introduce themselves. They talk about the show, and then they provide like a radio serial of a story. They have sound effects and different voice actors. It's it's kind of fun. Nice. It's a little too young adult for me. Yeah. But I think that if you like that sort of thing, it would actually be awesome. So check out The Creeping Hour. The Creeping Hour. So super side note, mm-hmm. I was watching out the window as a neighbor was walking down the street. Yeah. It's really entertaining to watch people walk by our house now that all the decorations are up and there's a creepy child on a swing in the front yard because people just stare at our house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's so funny. And the last one that yes. I want to give. This goes more towards your true crime. Yeah. One of the true crime type shows that I like mm-hmm. is called Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale? Yeah. It's, I haven't heard that one yet. It is... Uh, it talks about some really messed up shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just like... Today we're going to examine this killer, or today we're going to examine this murder scene. This talks about some super hard-hitting stuff that might ripple across the world. Yeah. Like, they... It's not always easy to listen to for the faint of heart, and some of the material is pretty fucked up. Oh, no. But it's pretty good. Yeah. scale. I've been liking that one. All right. I mean, I think we've got our audio base covered and you mentioned Wednesday 13 that's always a go-to Halloween music station yep and Doyle and pretty much anything that's got gothy rocky stuff in it Danzig the Misfits (laughs) now another little Halloween tradition of yours because I like spooky scary jumpy but I don't watch them on my own is you we've done a thing the last few years where you show me Halloween movies Yep, and I still have a couple that I need to show you this year before the season's over. We got like five days. Yeah, easy. So, I have loved the Reanimator series Mm. for years. It's super B-budget. A lot of people don't know about it these days. It's a hidden gem. (laughs) So, the first one, Reanimator, maybe charcoal as opposed to gem. It's not quite refined, but it has value. The you one can of, burn it. Or super condense it to make it a gem. It just needed that one special thing. Right. And I would say in its case, a budget. And that's the next one that you want to show me. Yeah, and, and I'm torn. Do I want to show you the reanimator? Or do I just want to skip to the one that I'm really excited about? Bride of the Reanimator. Oh. Oh, that's my favorite. Well, is there storyline in the animator that I need to know for the bride? That's why I'm thinking that I should show you the first one. Gotcha. But because I showed you the original Texas Chainsaw, you're like, <laughs> this isn't even scary. It's just some stupid girl running around in the woods. Ah, he's chasing me and I keep tripping. <laughs> Forgetting that it was in 1972 or some shit. <laughs> And back then, that was legit. But no, you're desensitized. (laughs) So we also have this debate every Halloween season. He likes the slasher, gory, Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw. What's the other ones we just watched that I want to see the third one? Evil Dead. Oh, no. They're the Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. And we missed three from hell in the theater, so we're going to have to wait. Um, so he likes those kinds of movies, right? So he shows me those. Um, he also showed me, of course, the original Exorcist and the original Poltergeist. And the originals of all these, because they're so old, are more just funny to me now. So none of this has really scared me. There's been a few of the more recent ones where they're gross and they gross me out. Um, like Human Centipede. Yeah, baby. Gross. <laughs> But I get creeped out by the paranormal. And that shit is stupid. The paranormal and the jumpy, creepy suspense, like the music is killing me, but nothing's actually happening. Um, Even as campy and cheesy as like paranormal activity, 
That shit scares me. Um, but so he hasn't shown me stuff like that yet. Um, we also talk about... You know what scares me about paranormal activity? What? That I might watch it a second time <laughs> and a plot has found its way into the movie. Shush you. What's that Nothing one I talk about? about that 13 movie. Ghosts? That's, I like that. That's a good one. We can watch that that's one. That's one with the wall with the, the house with the, the house, walls. right? Yeah. And every ghost is... Okay, so here's the reason. <laughs> And because of this debate that's happened, I'm starting to realize why I like the slasher films. Because they give you a character you can identify with and that you can root for. And, you know, they have personality. <laughs> also, because they have so much personality and they need to stand out from the other slashers, they're almost like dark superheroes. Darks? No, not like Brightburn. No, I'm not even talking about Brightburn the superhero. scared the crap out of me. See, there. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. no, but I'm talking like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. He had his, his glove with the knives, right? And he had his totally recognizable red and green sweater. And he had his fedora. Like, you know that's Freddy when you see him. Right. You don't look at hockey masks anymore and not think of Jason Voorhees. Right. Right? So each of these guys has their own brand. Yeah. You know, obviously. And it makes them stand out. And it, and because I've always been a superhero kind of person, maybe that's what it is. It's like, oh. It's like the co- that, their, their, not costume, their... Um, persona. Uniform. <laughs> What's the well, word? I mean, like, yeah, when you work, you wear a uniform. Yeah. Like Michael Myers, who wore just a jumpsuit. Okay, but like the girl from and the ring mask of William is Chapman. recognizable. Or the creepy girl in the attic of The Grudge. Yeah, but no one's scared of kids. Oh, oh, no. We have an attic in the new house, and it's totally got one of those pull-down, unfoldable, or unfoldable, foldable ladder things, and he was storing some boxes up there. I wouldn't even stick my head up there. I knew there was going to be a dead girl ghost creeping me out. Didn't want to see it. Yeah, but she didn't bother me. So no, that's why it's good. We high-fived. I put some boxes in. Yeah. It was good. It's a good time. So do you have a memory? This is the last question I have for you. Okay. Do you have a memory of the first scary movie that you watched? Yep. Oh, no. Sure do. Okay. What's that? It was another Halloween memory, too. Yeah. We got done with our trick-or-treating. We go home. Dare I say this is before VHS (laughs) was common. So we watched what was on TV. Yeah. The Exorcist was on TV. Okay. And I was five or six. It might have been the same night that I had projectile vomit. Oh, no. All over Manhattan, Montana. <laughs> so we go home and watch The Exorcist. <laughs> and that's the first movie that scared the living shit out of me. Because Reagan was terrifying <laughs> when she was possessed. And when you're five or six and you see a kid around your age, well, a little older, being possessed by a demonic force and doing <laughs> fucked up shit and spinning heads. And I just got done puking and she's spitting <laughs> pea soup at the priest. Uh, like, that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I've watched it as an adult, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you, I'm yeah. suddenly Bella. This ain't even scary. It's not scary. But when I was a kid, that shit was scary. Yeah. So that's my first horror movie memory. Well, that's like these two that I'm going to tell you. Okay. I haven't gone back and watched them as an adult. So I feel like they won't be as nearly as scary as they were. Okay, what, what are they? But it was the same night, and again, I was under 10 because I can... I know what neighborhood we were living in, but I don't know exactly how old. And I had this girlfriend from school, and for some reason her parents weren't home. And I was over at her house, and we were going to do, like, a scary movie night. It must have been Halloween season. So the two movies we decided to watch that night were Cujo. Oh, yeah. Oh, scared the crap out of me. And Candyman. Candyman was the one... There were bees in a toilet. I don't think I've ever Uh, actually seen that movie. And for a long time, if the toilet seat, the lid, was down on a toilet, Uh I wouldn't use that bathroom. I would find another toilet. Because in the movie, there's a scene where he lifts this toilet seat and a swarm of bees come out of the toilet. 
And so I was always afraid a bee was going to sting my ass every time I went to the bathroom. Oh That's when you know it's not a horror movie. I was oh. so afraid a bee was going to sting my oh. ass. But, you know, there was also... A <laughs> <laughs> there was also a time when gremlins scared me. And I wouldn't go in an elevator... Oh, so many things scared me. I love gremlins. Because I thought gremlins were going to come out of the elevator and scare me. Or I watched the Terminator and I thought the liquid Terminator was going to come out of the shower head okay. and stab me with his knife. Okay, this is so weird <gasps> because first off, you're not even really mentioning horror movies. No, I was just easily scared. <laughs> Second. Of the little fur balls. It's weird because, you know, we're obviously both adults and... I often think that we're pretty much around the same age. <laughs> Even though we're not. And we're not. <laughs> and I'm reminded of that every time you reference a really old movie. And you get one from my childhood, like Gremlins. But then on the flip side, you're like the second Terminator movie, which was 92. And I'm thinking, Jesus. That, that wasn't a childhood memory for me. That was like a late teens. At and see, 92, early. I was nine. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so it trips me out because then it's like, wait, we just jumped from this, <gasps> from my childhood to this is my adulthood. And you're talking about it all as your childhood. Like thinking about these right now, my tummy's gurgling. It's upset. Really? It's not happy. Oh. oh. We'll have to watch Candyman, though, because I remember being terrified. No, we have to. But you said you've never seen it. Yeah, but I think there was a reason. I think there was <laughs> a reason I chose not to watch it. Candyman. It didn't seem like it would be a good scary movie. Oh, I don't know. I have to look. Okay, so here's the thing. Maybe we watch a preview for it and see. Well, and I think that's what put me off. So I'm going to kind of make a weird analogy, and I just want you to follow me on this journey. In the 80s, rock and roll was the big moneymaker in music industry. Yeah. And you are getting a lot of real bands that were coming out. Because the band was working on its own, right? So you had like Guns N' Roses and you had Skid Row and you had even Poison and Rat. Like you had all these bands that are making their own thing and doing their own thing and then getting famous for it. Right. And as the 90s are coming around and rock just keeps exploding, the music companies are realizing Guns N' Roses sold their appetite for destruction, broke a ton of records selling their first record. Mm -hmm. So they want to pattern this because everyone likes money. And the music corporations are like, give us more money. <laughs> Obviously, long-haired bands uh, playing guitars is popular, so we need to start creating them so that we can put them out. Yeah. And then you'd get bands like Enough's Enough, which ironically <laughs> should have been <laughs> like a <No>. sign. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> a lot of these bands were there to churn records. It wasn't the raw rock movement that it was that right. it was before them. And these ones are just thrown together by the music companies so that hopefully the consumers would be like, hey, we're dumb enough to buy this one too because we're just going to buy anything that looks like this. So <laughs> part of why rock music died, in my opinion. Now, if we bring that analogy back to the rock stars of the horror world, like Jason and Freddie and Michael Myers, mm -hmm. they were doing what they were doing. And then suddenly the movie industry was like, hey, this has been a good run. Let's add to it. So let's make some shit like Candyman. <laughs> That's scary, right, guys? I don't even remember the storyline of it. Oh, well, I'm out of Halloween stories. Oh, hell. I could do Halloween forever. Forever. But we probably should uh, get this done yeah. so that we can watch the reanimator series. Yeah, it's a thing. And probably clean up post-party Post-party cleanup. Yeah. Actually, another great thing about the group of people we know, the people that come to our parties, uh, whether they're... We've got a range of them, right? So yeah. not all of our community came this time. Not all of our community is going to come next time. We get we get parts and pieces and bits and, you know. Well, and a night of like a Halloween party night, it's the Saturday before Halloween. So there's 500 Halloween parties. Yeah. And, and the live... adult clubs are throwing parties. Right. And so, yeah, the community, our group of people gets split up sometimes. Oh, yeah. All the time. Even when it's not 50 different things to choose from in right. Portland. We still aren't going to get everyone all at once. Right. But everyone that comes, whether they came last night or any of our group, 
the one of the things that I'm always amazed by is how much respect and care everyone has. And it shows, even when the party's winding out down, this is the first group of people in my life where I wake up the next morning and don't have to clean a trashed house because they actually pick up after themselves and they try to help out where they can. Right. Overall, they've taken care of us. Yeah, and they always ask too, is there anything else you need? Do I, do you need me to put this away or take this home or do this? Yeah. You know? It makes me think of our compassion episode mm -hmm. where you just, you put your heart out there and you do the best you can for who you can and that shit gets returned. Yeah. And it's obvious when I don't have to clean up a giant mess. Yep. So again, thankful. We love our people. So next week, tune in. We're getting, we've got two topics left in our discussion of our personal development skills that we're wrapping up. Mm, yeah. The next one, we're going to talk about ego. Yeah. How our ego gets in the way and all the things. And then after that, our final topic will be on direct intentional communication. Or dick. Dick. <laughs> and I think I want to throw in how comprehension goes along with communication as well. You know, I think it's funny. All these life coaches and stuff, mm -hmm. they come up with programs or little micro things, packets or courses. Yeah. And they always have cute little uh, abbreviations. <laughs> right. And then here we are with our coaching life and the way that we try to help better others. And your topic is direct intentional communication. The first thing I can think of is there's the dick. dick. There's the dick. Join us for our e-course on dick. Yes. <laughs> That's how we need to oh, do it. Oh, no. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks on that for dick. tuning in today, Polyam fam. We hope you had a wonderful pre-Halloween weekend. Didn't get yourselves into too much trouble. And, and if you did, you better damn well tell us about it. Because yes. we love a great story. Oh my God, please email us your stories. We love hearing from people. And tell us what your plans are for actual Halloween night. Mm -hmm. I think we're just going to dress up and sit around passing out candy. Watch me. I don't know. I got shit to do. Shit, oh, shit to do. Thursday night is Halloween and we took Friday off You're just in skippy. case we were going to do something. Oh yeah, I'm going to do something. Well, we have a graveyard to go check out, too, yes. still. So, we anyway. We're going to do Halloween shenanigans. We would love to hear about your Halloween shenanigans. Yes. We'd love to hear about how you celebrate, or why you don't, if you don't. Totally. And uh, that's all we've got. So, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Halloween. And be safe. Always be safe. And be scary. Safe, scary. We love you. Bye. Happy Halloween. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits.